Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Hey Rebels, today we have a very special episode to share with you from our friends at Girl Tales. You ever wonder what would happen if Medusa realized how cool her hair was or Cinderella started her own rock band? Well, Girl Tales takes classic stories like these and puts a unique twist on them, empowering listeners everywhere to become their own heroes. So without further ado, we bring you a tale of love, strength, family, and community. It's the Webby award-winning story from Girl Tales called La Bestia. Get ready for yeah. bed. You just stop flapping your wings. And you're not going to want to get up in the morning. You're lucky you're not a Mija, I'm counting to three, and if you are not in bed by yeah. the time I get upstairs, you I are going I to be in trouble. Flapping my wings One. <gasps> Two. Three. Oh. Oh, good. You're in bed. Buenas noches, amor. I'll see you in the morning. Wait, that's it? I didn't get a bedtime story or anything? <gasps> we didn't say goodnight to Abuela. <sighs> yes, I'm sorry. You're right. I-, I was a little distracted today, I guess. Come on, let's go say goodnight to Abuela. Do you want to hold Abuela's picture tonight, or should I? I'll do it. Hola, Mama. Today was a long day. Work was hard, and I burned the tortillas for dinner. But it's all okay, because our family is healthy and together, and we love each other. I miss you very much. Buenas noches, mami. Okay, mija, now you. Hola, abuela. Today was a good day because I got to Hyrule Castle in my game. That mean girl, Abigail at school, doesn't even have a switch with me, and I think she is jealous. Okay, good night, abuela. That's all you want to say to your abuela? What else would I say? Maybe what you're thankful for? I'm thankful that I have a switch and that Abigail doesn't have one. Go get in bed. Okay, for a bedtime story, can we read more Harry Potter? Or maybe Percy Jackson? I really don't think it's too scary for me, Mama. Or what about... Mm, No, none of those tonight. Mm, I think tonight you're going to hear a real story. One about a little girl who looked a lot like you. But you know, I I don't know if I should tell it. Maybe you're not old enough for this story yet. I don't think you're ready. Oh, Mommy, please can I hear it? I promise I won't get scared. Please, please, please. Okay, settle down or you're never going to get to sleep. So, once upon a time... Story. Real stories don't start with once upon a time. Are you going to interrupt me the whole time? No, sorry. Keep going. Like I said, 
Once upon a time, there lived a young girl named Anna. But that's your name. Okay, what did I say about interruptions? You might not be ready for this story. Honestly. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. So, this young girl, Anna, she lived in the village with her mother, Teresa, and her father, Juan. The village was small, and life there was difficult. No one had very much money, and they struggled to get by. But the people of the village worked together to make sure that everyone had enough. But every day, things got harder and harder. There were no jobs in the village, and the little girl's father had to travel very far away to get work in the city. Every day, he would make the long journey, taking two buses and then walking on foot for miles to get to his job. The road was dangerous. There were robbers and bandits on the roads, and sometimes they would stop the man and take the little money that he had. No, but they need that money to eat. I know. It was awful. But the bandits were poor, too. Everyone was struggling. The people, the bandits, everyone. But then, at his job, Juan heard a rumor from someone that he was working with. Oye, Juan, I heard that there's a place up north, a place with lots of work, lots of money, a place where we could take our families and start a new life, maybe even open up our own business. I'm going to go next week and check it out. If it's good, I'll write to you, and then you can come too. So the man waited for the letter from his friend. He didn't tell his wife or his daughter. He didn't want to get their hopes up. And while he waited, he kept going to work day by day, taking those two buses and walking miles, making just enough to buy beans and rice for dinner each night. Weeks went by, and he still hadn't gotten a letter. He was starting to lose hope. And things in the village were getting worse. The roads were getting more and more dangerous. And one day, on a day like any other, he kissed his wife and his daughter goodbye. He left for work and he didn't come home. What? Why? What happened to him? No one knows. Anna and her mother waited and waited. But night came and went, and he didn't come home. The next day, Anna's mother went searching for him, and she found nothing. Anna's mother asked everyone they knew, everyone she could find, but no one knew what had happened to him. He had disappeared. In those days, lots of people disappeared. Like I said, it was getting more dangerous, and sometimes people just didn't come home. Anna's mother was very sad. She cried and cried. Anna tried to comfort her, but she was sad too. Oh, Mama, this story is so sad. Yes, it is. But that's how life is, Miha. Not all stories have happy endings, especially ones from real life. But lucky for you, this one does have a happy ending. So, Anna and her mother tried to go on with their lives. And one day, in her grief and sadness, Anna's mother received an unexpected letter. Oh yeah, Juan, how are you? How are things back home? I'm sorry it has taken me so long to write, but I've been busy up north. I got a job. It's not the fanciest job, but hey, 
I'm making enough money to take care of myself and even send some money back home to my family in the village. You should come. I think I can get you a job here and your family can stay with me until you get a place of your own. But Juan, I have to warn you, the road here was really dangerous. I had to walk across the mountains and hike through the dense trees of the forest until I got to the home of a dangerous creature, an animal they call La Bestia. It's a giant dragon with the screech of an eagle that belches huge plums of black smoke and travels on iron wings. Lots of people try to climb on La Bestia's back, but the dragon flies fast. And sometimes people would fall off. Some of them were crushed under its claws. The beast will fly from the edge of the forest to the edge of the desert. Once you reach the desert, you have to find the pack of coyotes. Yes, coyotes. They're the only ones who know the way through the desert. Don't try to cross the desert on your own. The sun will get too hot and you'll run out of water. The coyotes know where to find the shade and where the secret water is hidden. But be careful. Not all coyotes are to be trusted. Some of them are tricksters and will lead you to the desert just to steal your things. Many people go into the desert and never come out. But if you find the right one, the coyotes will lead you to the big river. There, you'll have to find the shallowest part and wade across. And once you cross the big river, there will be one last test, a guard. A guard will ask you for the magic word. If you know it, they will let you in. And you'll be here. Like I said, hermano, it's a dangerous journey. Maybe you should come on your own and then send for your wife and daughter once you have more money and they can take a safer route. Anyway, I hope you're well, hermano. I miss the smell of the mountains and the taste of rice and beans. Here, everyone eats a sandwich called cheeseburgers. They are good, but not like rice and beans. I hope to see you soon. Hi, Mama. What are they going to do? What's going to happen? Are they going to make the journey? Mama, I'm worried for them. What if the dragon eats them? <gasps> or what if the coyotes trick them? Or what if they drown in the river? Plus, they don't even know the magic word. I think they should stay in the village. Oh, but the bandits could come and steal from them too. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it was a tough decision. Anna and her mother had lived in the village their whole lives. The village was home. Everyone they knew was there. But Anna's father was gone. And they needed to do something to survive. But it's dangerous to go. You're always telling me to look both ways when I cross the street and wear a sweater when it's cold and blah, blah, blah. This sounds way more dangerous than that. See, si, pero mija, you have to understand. Anna and her mother were in danger in the village, too. The bandits were getting worse. There was no work, no money for food. It was an impossible decision. Anna's mother took the night to think about it. And the next day, she decided. They would go north. That night, Anna and her mother picked up their things. They gathered what little money they had. And with tears in their eyes, they said goodbye to the people of the village. Okay, okay. So first, they have to talk to the coyotes. Not yet. They have to cross the forest to get to La Bestia, the Iron Dragon. But you make a good point. 
they needed to know the way in case they got lost or if something happened to the letter. So they repeated it over and over. The forest, the beast, coyotes, the desert, the river, the guard. El bosque, la bestia, coyotes, desierto, el río, la guardia. Anna's mother made her memorize it, just in case. That's a lot to remember. The forest, la bestia, coyotes, la, la, la. It's too much. Well, first things first. The forest. Anna and her mother went on foot, day and night, to cross the forest. They admired the beauty of nature and watched as herds of deer leapt across the hills. When bandits came, they hid, hoping that they would pass and not see them. They crossed for three days on foot and started to worry that they were heading in the wrong direction. But they came upon another town where other people like them people on the journey north, were gathered. Anna's mother went to ask if they had heard of the beast, La Bestia. Why would you want to find La Bestia? Don't you know how dangerous it is? Well, if you really want to ride the beast, wait here until sunrise. The beast comes here very early. But see all these other people here? They are crazy, like you. They're all trying to ride La Bestia too. You'll be lucky if you get on at all. And he was right. Around them, there were people that were just like them. Men and women and children, all wrapped up in blankets, with their few belongings, huddled together near the nest of the giant beast, hoping to be lucky enough to get a ride north. Anna's mother held her close, and they cuddled together, sitting up right against the wall. Anna tried her best to stay awake. She wanted to see La Bestia land and make sure that they beat the crowd. But the moon rose high into the sky, and she nodded off in her mother's arms, singing, El bosque la bestia, coyotes desierto, el río la guardia. El bosque la bestia, coyotes desierto, el río la guardia. Oh no, she's going to miss it! She did miss it. Anna felt like she had just closed her eyes for a second, but it was morning, and the beast was here. Anna and her mother scooped up their belongings and ran. It was too late. Navestia was getting ready to take off, and its wings were already crowded with people. In the sunlight, she could see the creature's giant barrel chest and its long, ridged back. All along it were iron spikes, where people were tucked away, hiding in every nook and cranny. They took off, trying to be one of the last people to get on. Anna was running as fast as she could, holding her mother's hand. Anna's mother pushed through the crowd and used all her might to pick Anna up. La Bestia started to run, picking up speed. And people on the edge of its wings held out their hands, trying to help them get on board. Anna grabbed their hands and they pulled her on. Success! Yes, they had made it! But when Anna turned around, her mother wasn't there. She was still running, yelling out to Anna, the people tried to get Anna's mother, but the beast had already lifted off the ground. The last thing Anna heard as she looked down from the creature's wings was her mother yelling, I'll find you in the north! Mama, what is she going to do? She's just a kid, and now she's all alone. I know! 
Elkanah was terrified. Not only had she lost her father, but now she had lost her mother too. As La Bestia soared high up into the air, Anna shivered from the cold and from the fear in her heart. Would she ever see her mother again? How would she find her way north alone? She cried in anger and desperation. But when she looked around her, she saw all the other people on the beast's back. They were just like her, headed north. Maybe one of them would know the way. She could ask them. If only she knew the next thing she needed to do. The coyotes. She needs to find the coyotes. That's right. She climbed across the beast's back, careful not to pull on any of its scales. She didn't want La Bestia to make any sudden moves and buck her off. She started asking around to see if anyone on board knew where to find the coyotes. Near the beast's back, where the plumes of smoke were rising, she found a man. He was dressed in a big round hat and a woolen cape and worn out leather sandals. When he walked, he jangled like a wind chime from his purse full of coins. And he had a wide, wiry mustache that looked like whiskers. It made him kind of look like a wolf. So she asked the wolf man if he knew where to find the coyotes. You're looking for a coyote, little girl? Well, it's your lucky day. I happen to be a coyote. Mm, but you don't look like a coyote, she said. You look like a wolf. <laughs> You're not looking for a real coyote. Coyotes are what they call the people who know their way across the desert. Just like a real coyote, I know how to stay cool and out of trouble. I know when to run and when to hide. And I can show you the way across the desert. All you need to do is give me all your money and I'll show you the way. Hey, get away from her. Who is that? Anna didn't know. Some random girl who was sitting nearby came and yelled at the wolf to go away. Hey kid, what's your problem? I know you. You're a thief. I've seen you talking around looking for people who aren't paying attention so you can steal their things. Now get away from her or I'll push you off the beast myself. Have it your way. Good luck getting up north without me. The wolf growled at them and turned to walk away. He started to climb over one of the beast's spikes. And while he wasn't looking, Anna's new friend cut the strings of his purse. The girl swooped down and picked up the purse full of gold coins. It looked like this wasn't her first time pulling off a move like that. So, what's your story? Anna explained what had happened. She told the girl about her mother and how they had gotten separated. Ooh, that's rough. I'm... I'm really sorry that happened. Don't worry. I'm sure you'll find each other again real soon. And in the meantime, you can come with me and my family. We're headed north, too. My Uncle Chucho is up north, and he's going to meet us on the other side of the river. We can look out for you until you find your mother. Navestia screeched. They felt its giant back start to shake as it started to slow down. It looked like the beast was preparing to land. Here, grab my hand. Hold on to its neck, quick. Anna grabbed the girl, and together they watched as the desert sands came into view. Below them, 
as far as the eye could see was a wide expanse of rocks and cactus. No shade, no clouds, just hot, baking sun above and cracked earth below. Anastasia flapped its enormous wings and hovered over the ground for a moment before setting its two massive iron feet into the dirt. to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called If which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun, with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's IFs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see IFs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten IFs with their kids. IF is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. IF comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17th. Bring your imaginary friends too. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. So now they need to find a good coyote, right, Mama? That's right. Anna joined the girl and her family. And with the wolf's money, they were able to pay a coyote that would take them into the desert. Anna was proud that she had made it this far. But she was also scared. What had happened to her mother? Would they ever see each other again? There was no way to know. All she could do was hope that they would find each other in the north. Anna, the girl, and her family joined with the other group of travelers. And when the moon was high, they took off into the night. They walked mostly at night and slept during the day, or tried to sleep at least. It was hard when the sun was so hot and so bright. 
Anna tried to cover her face with the blanket, but then she would get too hot and too sweaty. How do you sleep with the sun in your eyes? Sounds miserable. It was. By this point, they had been journeying for weeks. Her feet were covered in blisters and her face was burned from being in the sun so much. Still, Anna had no choice. She had to cross the desert if she wanted any chance of seeing her mother again. So she gathered her courage and kept moving. One foot in front of the other, always singing. El bosque la bestia, coyotes desierto, el río la guardia. El bosque la bestia, coyotes desierto, el río la guardia. Espera! Shh! Get down! Everyone be quiet. Come down here into this cave. What is it? The desert was not a safe place to be. There were patrols of dangerous creatures called javelinas, giant wild boars with sharp, shiny tusks. The javelinas would root through the soil, searching for people like Ana, people who were journeying north to the river. The javelinas thought that the land up north was only for them, and they wanted to keep it for themselves. They would capture other journeyers and send them back where they had come from. Why are they being so selfish? Why can't they just share their land? Don't they know how far they've come? The javelinas didn't care. See, they thought that they were protecting their land. They didn't understand that there was land enough to share. Miha, everyone does what they think is best. And sometimes we don't agree. That's why we have to share stories so people can understand other points of view. It's the only way that we'll ever agree on anything. So did they get caught by the javelinas? Did they make it to the river? After many long days and nights of walking, Anna was finally at the river. What Anna wasn't expecting was how big the river would be. It looked more like an ocean with fast-moving water that swept by in rushing torrents. There were many people lined up waiting to cross. Some got on rafts, others just locked arms and, and tried to keep each other from being swept away. It was so wide that Anna couldn't even see the other side. Vamos, let's go! You two, get on this raft. Everyone else link up arm in arm. We will go across together. The coyote put Anna and her friend onto the raft, and they held onto each other tight. The waters were rough and kept splashing onto the raft and on their faces. Don't worry, Anna. We can do this. Just hold on to me. Before long, they could see the dry land on the other side. They had made it across the river. Anna cried tears of joy, but also of sorrow. She wondered where her mother was, if her mother was proud of her for making it so far on her own. Who is that? What are they saying? That's the guard. In the north, they spoke a different language, one that Anna didn't understand. And they were yelling at everyone to get in line and asking them to identify themselves. Anna didn't know what to do. Hey, Anna, come this way. Hold my hand and don't let go, okay? Pelias! Pelias! Mao! She's with me. She's my sister. The girl tried to trick the guards by telling them that Anna was part of her family. 
but they didn't believe her. They wanted proof, like paperwork that showed who Anna was. But Anna didn't have anything to show them. No, don't touch her, please. They started to close in on Anna. She was terrified. What if they sent her all the way back? How would her mother know where to find her? If only she knew the magic word. Asilo, asilo, asylum. We want to ask for asylum. (gasps) It's Anna's mother. Yes, Anna's mother was there, waiting for her. Anna's mother had found another way north, and she had been waiting for her, hoping to be reunited. And she knew the magic word, asylum. Ooh, is that like a spell or something? No, Mija, asylum is an ancient word. It means that when people are in trouble, like in times of war, they can go and ask for help, and they'll be protected. People all over the world respect the word asylum, because if you have the power to help someone in need, you should. We may all come from different places, but at the end of the day, we all want the same things, to be safe and to give a better life to our families. Asylum is giving someone in need the chance to have those things. So Anna and her mom got asylum? Yes, finally they were together again, and their long journey was coming to an end. Anna held her mother tight, and together they made a new home here in San Antonio. Wait, they came here? This is the north? I thought it was going to be like somewhere snowy, like Canada or like in Game of Thrones. Nope. This is El Norte, the north. But that's it. That's how our story ends. Wait, what about the girl? The one that helped Anna get across the river? Did they stay friends? Oh, the girl? Yeah, she and Anna became the best of friends. In fact, they were friends for the rest of their lives. They grew up together and started families of their own. And even their kids became friends. Yep, you're my friend forever now. I hope you like me, but if not, too bad. Yep, Anna, it's you and me now. One day, your kids are going to call me Tia Soraya. Wait a minute. The girl in the story is Tia Soraya? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It's your Tia. So you are the Anna in the story? That was you? But then that means that her mama, your mama, was abuela. That's right. Your abuela was my mama. And we made the journey north together. That's how Tia Soraya and I met. And Abuelo Chucho is Soraya's uncle. He was here waiting for us in San Antonio. He helped me and Abuela get set up and find this house. And that's how we ended up living here and building a new community. Mama, I didn't know you and Abuela got separated. Wait, does that mean you've ridden on a dragon like in the Game of Thrones? You really should not be watching Game of Thrones. I I don't know how you got my HBO password. All right, little one, that's enough. Time for bed. Just remember, it doesn't matter what we have. What matters is that we're together. Mama, can I add something to my goodnight to Abuela alone? Andale, mija, go ahead. I'll see you in the morning. Good night, amor. Good night, mama. 
Hi, Abuela. It's me again. I didn't know that you and Mama had worked so hard to get here. And that Mama rode on a dragon and fought javelinas in the desert. And, well, you know, you were there. I just wanted to say that I miss you. And I wish you were still here so you could tell me the story again. And that I'm very thankful because I know it wasn't easy coming all this way. But don't worry, Abuela, because I am going to keep Mama and Tia Soraya safe. I'll remember the way just like you said. El bosque, la bestia, coyotes, desierto, el río, la odia. El bosque, la bestia, coyotes. Thanks so much for listening, Rebels. We hope you liked this episode. To hear more Girl Tales stories, go to www.girltalespodcast.com. That's www.girltalespodcast.com. Don't forget, you're already our hero. See you soon and stay Rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com more. Until next time, stay Rebel.